You're listening to The Takeaway. I'm Melissa Harris-Perry. In a recent report, researchers from the Brookings Institution talked with residents in four major cities about the perceptions of crime in their city's downtown areas. One of the cities that the report studied was Philadelphia. City of brotherly love, Philadelphia is arguably the birthplace of American democracy. The hallowed ground where the Declaration of Independence was signed and the U.S. Constitution was written. Of course, it's also a thoroughly modern city. It boasts the kind of downtown that makes other urban leaders envious. Historic architecture, diverse cultural venues, and great restaurants. But the Brookings Report found that Philadelphia also suffers from the thoroughly modern problem of a disjointed perception of crime in its downtown, which is not necessarily borne out by the evidence. So we decided to talk with Philadelphia Mayor Jim Kenney as part of our ongoing series, 23 Mayors in 2023. My name is Jim Kenney, I'm the mayor of Philadelphia. When Jim Kenney was elected to the Philadelphia City Council in 1992, he was just 32 years old. And after decades of service, he was elected mayor in 2016 and then re-elected in 2020. But as a term-limited city leader, Mayor Kenney is in the final months of serving a city that he has spent most of his adulthood being part of. His pride in the city was readily apparent in our conversation. I think we have the best hospital systems in the, in the world. People come from all over the world to go to medical school and, de- and dental school and nursing school here. Um, we, and we retain a lot of those, those physicians and dentists. Um, also, uh, the, our, our educational system is great. We have Penn and Drexel, St. Joe's and, and LaSalle and, and Community College of Philadelphia, uh, Villanova and all the institutions in the Philadelphia region. We attract students from around the country and around the world. Tourism is a big issue for us. Also, our hotels are starting to fill up again, uh, almost to pre-pandemic capacity. We're starting to get some of our convention business back, and we're very happy and proud that that business is coming back. And even though we come together to discuss perceptions of downtown, the mayor also has some favorite locales in the part of the city where he grew up. South Philly. We have a large urban park called Franklin Roosevelt Park. We call it FDR. And you can you can drive back there and get all kinds of exotic food, talk to really nice people, uh, and and see the real the real flavor of Philadelphia and its and its cultural and ethnic makeup. So, in your experience as mayor, is this fear of rising crime greater than the realities of rising crime in the center city? Well, in the center city area, I think the fear of it is stronger than the the actuality of it. Uh, As you read in the Brookings Institute study, they called Philadelphia, in their words, remarkably safe downtown. They also indicated that they believed that part of the issue was the coverage of the media uh, on on the issue. Now, I will admit as mayor uh, for almost eight years now, post-pandemic, during the pandemic, uh, we've seen increases in violence, both gun violence and homicide, uh, in neighborhoods that traditionally have been uh, laced with poverty uh, and other issues like drugs and disinvestment. Uh, and we're working hard to get, to our, get our arms around that, and uh, we're not going to give up. And the other issue for us, frankly, is that we live in a state where it's harder to get a driver's license than it is to buy a semi-automatic handgun and get a permit to carry. Part of what we're dealing with now is everybody's got a gun, seemingly, uh, and everybody can conceal it. 
and people tend to want to use it. Okay, to be clear, although violent crime has not spiked in downtown Philly, the city is dealing with a meaningful increase in gun violence and homicides across the larger city and metropolitan area. Following national trends, robberies, shootings, and homicides all rose in Philadelphia as the city emerged from the COVID-19 pandemic. But also in line with other cities across the country, the most vulnerable neighborhoods are those where residents of color and poor residents are most likely to live. Violence, like the city's poverty rate of nearly 23%, is concentrated. But the, the disinvestment part, one of the things that we're trying to do in this upcoming budget is to appropriate money to pay for people's court fees and fines and also try to figure out a way to get their probation supervision covered because right now that comes out of the person's pocket. Uh, and the people getting out of jail who want to maybe get straight and get training and get, get to work wind up being debilitated with all these fees, fines, and supervision fees that if we can help them with that, uh, we can maybe get them on their feet and into a, into a better direction sooner. Uh, the other thing we're working on is uh, a SEPTA transit pass for, any, for about 25,000 Philadelphians under the poverty level. Uh, and also we're, going, we're planning on giving all of our city employees a transit pass uh, to you know, keep them as a retention effort, but also to get more people onto the transit system. So the more people we have, the safer that actually becomes. So there's investments that we're making besides police. There's investments in recreation that we're making. We have a rebuild program, which is paid for by the uh, beverage tax in Philadelphia. It's the largest city in the country with a sweetened beverage tax. We have 72 construction and planning projects going on at our rec centers and libraries. Uh, and we, we want to create equity in the, in the neighborhoods so that these young kids who are sometimes picking up a gun will go to a state-of-the-art basketball court or arts program uh, or, or gymnastics uh, as opposed to hanging on the corner and getting in trouble. Of course, all of this means that crime is at the top of the agenda in the crowded Democratic primary to serve as Philly's next mayor. And while the city's next leader will be critical in setting the agenda and securing the resources to address violence and poverty, current Mayor Jim Kenney encouraged us to look to solutions from some of the folks who truly embody the spirit of the city. There's a young man by the name of Dion Sumter, and he runs our uh, group violence initiative. So he's out on the street with his employees and his, his colleagues every week, every weekend, engaging young people at risk people who may be on our radar screen because they've had involvement with the criminal justice system or they're, we, we, we just know them from DHS. They engage with those young people. They engage with their families, their grandmothers, their mothers, their aunts, uh, and they try to get them in the right direction uh, and, and to tell them that there's opportunity for job training, for healthcare, for if you have a family and you need diapers for your kids or food, all those things that drive people to do, do desperate things. Dion is a young man, his smile is infectious, his enthusiasm is unbelievable, um, and he's a person with lived experience and he knows where these kids are coming from, and he's one of the most encouraging people in our violence prevention efforts that I've ever met. All right, we're not done with Philadelphia yet. We're just gonna take a quick break, and then we'll be back with more from Philadelphia Mayor Jim Kenney. Carnegie Hall has welcomed a dizzying array of performers. To have Andy Kaufman, Frank Zappa, and Birkett Nielsen and Horowitz on the same stage, it becomes this kaleidoscope of our history. 
I'm Jessica Vosk. Join me for the new podcast, If This Hall Could Talk. It's all about our unique cultural history, as witnessed by one of New York's most beloved institutions, Carnegie Hall. Listen now, wherever you get podcasts. You're listening to The Takeaway. I'm Melissa Harris-Perry. And we've been hearing from Mayor Jim Kenney of Philadelphia for our 23 Mayors in 2023 series. Now, throughout his two terms in office, one of Mayor Kenney's major issues has been a focus on the opioid crisis. The use of opioids and, and heroin and other things uh, are is, is citywide. I mean, it's not just in one neighborhood, but it seems to be concentrated in one or two neighborhoods. And part of the problem is, is that the cost of heroin and it used to be heroin, and now it's not even heroin anymore. It's, it's xylazine and a thing called trank, which is basically an animal tranquilizer. Uh, it's so inexpensive that Kensington Avenue becomes a magnet for the region around the country for people who are addicted to come there to get their cheap drugs. And they tend to be on the pavement, be on the street. Uh, we, don't, we don't allow encampments. Uh, we have certain rules that we have to follow before we can dismantle an encampment. We have to post the area. We have to give them 30 days to make arrangements for their belongings. Uh, if they don't have a place to put their belongings, then we have to take them, store them in a storage facility, uh, and then we can move the encampment. But part of our problem with the encampments, and this, these are people who are good-willed, but they keep coming down and giving people tents and other items, so which keeps them out on the street, as opposed to having them want to go in to uh, available beds for, for drug treatment. When you make it easier for a person to stay on the street by giving them a tent, food, money, uh, and other things, uh, it's harder to get them in for the, for the treatment that they need. When you think about what Philly needs going forward, where does downtown fit in the big story? How much of the focus should be around a downtown centralized business district? And how much should we be thinking about um, resources into neighborhoods beyond downtown? Downtown sometimes seems to be organic in its development. I mean, there are 35% more residents uh, living downtown than it was last year. Uh, we have more stores open than closed in 2021 and 22. Uh, foot traffic has been gradually growing since the days of empty sidewalks early in the pandemic, but it wasn't what it once was. So we have to pay attention to Center City as the main employer. A lot of people who live in neighborhoods drive in or use, use mass transit to commute into town to work. Uh, but we do have very robust neighborhood shopping areas uh, in, in many areas of the city, all over the city, that have robust, successful retail operations that employ people from the neighborhood and that and it provide services for food and clothing and, and medical and dental treatment uh, and entertainment uh, to all the residents who live in that neighborhood. So we're very proud of our neighborhood business corridors. The other thing about the neighborhood business corridors is it is a haven and a, a starting place for many of our immigrant communities that are coming into Philadelphia uh, and they and they start businesses there. So mostly they're mom and pop businesses, but they grow and hire people from the neighborhood. Uh, we are we are a welcoming sanctuary city, and we fought hard for that designation. Uh, and we pushed off in the Trump administration and ICE when they were chasing our Mexican citizens around, our Mexican residents around, trying to put people in jail and deport them. We've taken in literally tens of thousands of Afghan refugees through our airport. We accept buses from Texas and Florida on a regular basis, and we don't turn them turn them away. We do we provide the services that they need so they can either stay here and, and start a family. So we're very, very open and understanding and helpful. 
I was in uh, Philadelphia International Airport when this whole when the when the heavy stream of Afghans were coming in, and I felt like I was standing in Ellis Island. It was amazing. Mm. I was mm. so proud of the fact that Philadelphia was the place that these folks sought sanctuary and, and, and refuge, and we could be a part of making their life in America better. What are you going to miss most about being mayor? And what's at least one thing you're definitely not going to miss? What I'm going to miss, we have a robust PHL pre-K program being paid for by partly by the beverage tax, the, the soda tax. By the time we're finished here in January of 2024, we'll have had 18,000 three and four-year-olds go through a quality pre-K and they get, they get a head start on their kindergarten, their first grade, and hopefully that propels them to get through elementary school, high school, college if they choose. And what I'll miss the most is going to a pre-K just to see these kids and their learning. And the thing that you learn is that when they're three and four years old, and it doesn't matter what ethnicity or what race they are, they are perfect vessels. Uh, and all they want to do is talk to you, hug you, um, want to be taught, and they want to show you, and they want to feel love. And if we can get that in their heads um, before they get potentially ruined uh, by the by the world, um, hopefully we can turn some lives around going down in the future. So that's the main thing I'll miss. The thing I won't miss. Yes. Um, <laughs> I just, here's what I won't miss, and I don't want to I don't want to pick on our press mm-hmm. because because I do I do think they do a they do a really necessary job in reporting the news, both good and bad. But the thing I won't miss is that when we do a press event where we're announcing a training, a graduation uh, carpentry school for a, b- a bunch of young guys who are on their way to trouble. And now they're union carpenters. And I go into the event and I have a cameraman or a ca- camera person uh, and a reporter outside wanting to ask me about something negative. And, and they don't even go in. They don't even go into the event to see the good that's being done. And the constant attention to the negative it's, there's a lot to be negative about, but there's a lot to be positive about. And I wish that the coverage is a little more balanced uh, so that we got so people who live in the city or are watching that that TV broadcast knows, yeah, we have our problems, we have our struggles, but there's a lot of good things going on. And let's hang in there and fix it all together. Jim Kenny is mayor of Philadelphia. Mayor Kenny, thanks so much for your time today. Nice talking to you. Thanks. Take care. Mm-hmm.